we have been traveling since Easter through the season of Easter, experiencing resurrection, experiencing life, and we have arrived on the day of Pentecost. As the book of Acts opens, the risen Christ is with the disciples and ascends to heaven. But before he goes, he says, wait here, wait here because I will be sending my spirit. So here they are, um, about 50 days after Passover, which is the Jewish festival of Shavuot. Folks have come to Jerusalem from all over the known world to celebrate the Passover. And the followers of Jesus are gathered together in one room. The disciples, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the women who had followed Jesus, there they are all, all together in one room. And this is the story of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they ask, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, those from Crete and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. People of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters your children shall prophesy and all your youth shall see visions and your elders and dream dreams even upon my slaves both men and women people of all genders in those days i will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. 
The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of God's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of God shall be saved. We celebrate the written word of scripture. Thanks be to God. We celebrate the living word, Christ among us. Please pray with me. Loving Christ, fill us with your spirit that in the experience of your word, we might be transformed, empowered to serve the world you love. Amen. The Pentecost story is one of those stories that feels too big for words on a page to contain. There they all are. The first chapters of Acts tells us the disciples, Mary the mother of Jesus and the other women who have followed Jesus, there they all are gathered in one room. The Holy Spirit pours on in and then flows on out into the streets of Jerusalem and then on and on and on out into the whole known world and then on down through the generations, your daughters, your sons, all your children. The story spills off the page. The gift of the Holy Spirit for everyone, everywhere, all the time. The story couldn't be more expansive. Just look at the language of the story. In 21 verses, I count at least 15 times the story makes it clear that this is for everyone, all of them, each of them. There they are, all of them gathered together in one room. It's the festival of Pentecost in the Jewish calendar, 50 days after Passover for us, 50 days after Easter, 50 days into resurrection. They are all there together and a mighty wind comes and fills the whole house and then tongues as a fire appear and rest on each of them, on all of them, and all of them are filled with the Holy Spirit. All of them begin to speak in languages not their own, empowered by this Holy Spirit. And then the action spills out of the house into the streets. The festival of Pentecost is a pilgrimage festival, so we're told that there are devout Jews there from all the nations, Libya, Phrygia, Pamphylia, all the nations of their known world, the Mediterranean world. Our known world is even bigger. If we were telling the story, we would list the nations of Asia and South America and North America and Australia and Southern Africa and island nations, everyone from everywhere. They are all there and they all hear the ruckus and a, a crowd gathers. They all hear them speaking in all the languages of all the nations. Each person in the crowd, each person hears their own native tongue. Everyone speaks and everyone understands, and they all are amazed and perplexed. They all wonder at this miracle. Well, almost everyone is amazed. Did you notice that? There are some there who look at all this and scoff. They say, ha, these people must be drunk with new wine. Well, who are these buzzkills? Who are these few who are missing the miracle. In the past few weeks, I've mentioned a scholar I've been reading, Justo Gonzalez, who writes from a social location within the Latinx community. 
from that social location, Justo Gonzalez looks at these scoffers and says this, the miracle here is that the pilgrims who are from far away hear their own language being spoken and being understood. They are strangers in a land not their own, and they don't walk around expecting people to speak their language. They don't expect to be understood. They don't have that privilege. Hearing their own language spoken and understood is miraculous. The scoffers here, the ones who don't get the miracle, Justo Gonzalez says, they are the ones who always expect to be understood. The privileged locals, the ones who speak the language of the place, the ones who have the privilege of language. When I move around in Marin County, I take it for granted that when I speak my language of birth, English, I will be understood. For me, hearing my own language spoken and understood here is not particularly miraculous. Justo Gonzalez says that if, if I walk around in my privilege, expecting my language to be spoken, how can I be surprised when I'm understood? Because of my privilege and what I take for granted, I, I might miss out on the miracle taking place. He calls this the disadvantage of the advantaged. I might need to set aside my privilege to look and listen a little harder to voices not from around here to experience the miracle breaking forth. It's just something to think about. Remember, the narrative journey to Pentecost began way back at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. Luke is volume 1, Acts is volume 2. Remember the beginning of Luke. Mary sings the Magnificat, the powerful brought down from power, those held down low, lifted up. Jesus says at the very start, I've come to bring good news to the poor, release for the captive, freedom for the oppressed, the forgiveness of every debt. And then Jesus sets out on dusty roads, healing the hurting, gathering at table those who've been cast out, turning the world right side up, transforming even death into life. All those roads, all those roads lead to this moment. At Pentecost, here they all are, people from all the known world, and no matter how far from home they are, they hear their language spoken and they are understood. This outpouring of the Holy Spirit rushing through and over and beyond every boundary, border, and separation for everyone from everywhere. And then Peter stands up and takes it even further. Everyone, everywhere, all the time. This is what the prophet says, he says. Do you remember, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons, your daughters, all your children will prophesy, your youth will see visions, your elders will dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit even on those enslaved servants of every gender. You all will be free. And then Peter winds up his speech a few verses later saying, for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far away, everyone whom God calls, everyone, everywhere, all the time. What you've experienced in Jesus, 
in his life, death, and resurrection, what you have experienced in the risen Christ, that is what is pouring forth even now. You are experiencing all that now. The spirit of the risen Christ poured out into you, all of you, everyone, everywhere, all the time. That refrain I've been repeating, everyone, everywhere, all the time, it might sound somewhat familiar. It is, of course, a riff on the title of the movie that won Best Picture this year, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a groundbreaking film in many respects, in the ways that it centers Asian actresses and actors and Asian storytellers, and also in the mind-blowing ways that it tells its stories. The movie begins small. We find Michelle Yeoh's character living in what one writer calls a small universe of stress and frustration. The action takes place in the troubled office over the family-owned laundromat, and she battles with the IRS and struggles with a teenage daughter. And then things get weird. What happens next? Well, I don't even know if I understand what happens next. So let's just say that the movie is built on the premise that there are multiple possible universes existing all at once. That there are different lives we could be living based on the choices that we and others make. The premise goes like this. Every choice we make forks out into at least two possible universes based on what we choose and do not choose. Multiplying again and again and again with every next choice, yours and mine, into a world, a multiverse of infinite possibility. Michelle Yeoh's character finds herself vaulting from one possible universe into the next. As A.O. Scott in the New York Times says, our roads not taken blossom into new universes world without end. Everything, everywhere, all at once is at the same, both revelatory and utterly bewildering. I left the movie theater knowing that I had experienced something profound, beautiful, and true, but even now, I am at a loss to tell you precisely what that was. It was something that was intimately true about love, healing, and reconciliation within a family. And at the same time, it was broadly and extravagantly about the infinite possibilities present in the experience of human life. Last week, I listened to a podcast interview with Mayim Bialik. You may know her as an actress from Blossom or The Big Bang Theory, or maybe you know her as one of the hosts of Jeopardy. We watch her every weeknight at 7 o'clock. Mayim Bialik, the actress and game show host, also just happens to have a PhD from UCLA in neuroscience. And she is a practicing Jew, which is relevant because I, I heard her interviewed on a mindfulness and spirituality podcast. Mayim Bialik set off on the path of studying neuroscience when she was awed by the physiology of a neuron. 
Now, I don't know much or anything about neurons, but here's how Mayim Bialik describes them. Neurons are specialized cells in the brain and nervous systems. They do all the things that regular cells do, and they also communicate with each other. They communicate with each other through the release of ions and electrical impulses. Through these neurons, there is an elaborate and constantly occurring electrical storm going on in our brains and our nervous systems. It's a chain reaction. One neuron touches the next, touching the next, and that electrical storm going on in those neurons in our brains leads to the experience that we are having right now. To consciousness, to our sense of self and other biolic, says it undergirds all our experience. It is the basis for love, taste, touch, sight, hearing, feeling, every experience we have, who we are, and... Bialik, remember, she is a practicing Jew. Bialik sees God's hand in all that. In that understanding of neurons, she experiences the divine. She experiences God in the elemental particles of human experience. All that to me, is revelatory and utterly bewildering. What happens at Pentecost, this gift of spirit and life at Pentecost, it is expansive and all-inclusive, everyone, everywhere, all the time. The experience of Pentecost is at the same time both revelatory and bewildering. There are tongues as a fire resting on each and all. There's the roar of a mighty wind, the cacophony of every language of every nation sounding all at once, the clamor of a crowd amazed and perplexed, even the mocking of some scoffers. And yet... As we listen into the experience, we hear and understand language is not our own. And what we hear and see and sense and feel is nothing less than a world enlivened, empowered, and set free. We glimpse beyond what we can comprehend. Pentecost opens up a world of infinite possibility a world whose possibilities are limited only by the bounds of God's love and power and imagination. As they asked on that day, what in the world can all that mean? Well, here is but a glimpse. What God is doing in this moment is what God has been doing all along. From the very beginning, creating and recreating, entering into a world broken by our choices and empowering and transforming it all for good. Jesus is so very clear, I have come to proclaim and embody good news for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, release for the captives, freedom for the oppressed, the forgiveness of every debt. 
in resurrection and in Pentecost, what begins to become even more clear, if only in a brighter glimpse, is that what God has been doing in Christ, God is doing in us. Like the movie suggests, a world of infinite possibility. Like Mayim Bialik's experience of the neuron, an experience of God in the elemental parts of human experience, like Jesus said, good news for the poor, release for the captive, freedom for the oppressed. At Pentecost, all of that, all that possibility, all that freedom, all that resurrection, all that life is breathed into us and not just us. Everyone, everywhere, all the time.